Blog Talk Radio. Paper and chew on some uh, Frito Lays or something. <laughs> oh, God. Can y'all behave until I get back to the studio? <laughs> Remember Dipsy Doodles? I'm about to chew on some Dipsy Doodles. Yeah, okay. Oh, Hard oh. and crunchy. Just behave until so, I get back to the studio. <laughs> Red wine has a suntan, just so you know. You think so? She's oh, all really? brown. Oh. Yeah. oh. Brown. We've been traveling? Yeah. She went somewhere. She didn't come by where she went. I was sunbathing on the French Riviera with Pierre. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow, wow. A little bit brown. (laughs) We got brown. Yeah, I got a little brown. Uh Mm -hmm. I put on an amber alert, but ain't nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, how you doing tonight, Papa Didi? All right. I never heard back from that amber alert I put out for you. you Oh, that's because I wasn't missing. I knew where I was. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Now I heard that. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready to get Let's into the uh, rundown, cattle? Sure, sure. Okay. We got quite a bit tonight, so let's get into it. All right. All right. We, we got, got our hot topics tonight. Um, all while being black. Interesting. Police called on Eric B and B renters. Also, police called on women taking uh, a woman taking a nap at Yale. Also, touring while being brown, really. And uh, U.S. apologized to Canadian cabinet minister. That should be interesting. Our hidden and quitted headlines: thousands of elderly disabled face eviction from nursing homes. Claire Harris is released. Spotify deletes R. Kelly songs from its own playlist. Wow. Uh, Starbucks bathroom policy has changed. And um, another new Prince album coming in 2019. Wow. What's popping with Papa Didi? Um, Blankenship, ruling for Senate. Our weird news, women, uh, a woman 95 jailed after a slipper-slapping granddaughter. Okay. Don't say that too fast. Also, Paris Museum welcomes naked visitors. 
and a drunken man causes commuter chaos. I'm just saying with red wine, what happens to common decency? Also living for the city with Papa Didi. He got a big surprise for us tonight. My Hollywood wrap-up, I'm going to talk about Joy Behar, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and Henrietta Lacks and Rihanna. Our cocktail of the week is Pepper Peach Tea, Tom Collins. Say that 20 times. Also, our kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, because we're sipping on the uh, Pepper Peach Tea tonight, and uh, we'll be back with the hot topics. Girl, what are you using on your skin? And your hair looks so thick and beautiful. I've got a secret. I know you're going to share it with your girl. Well, just between you and me, I found a new product that makes my skin glow and my hair fabulous, too. It's bull semen. No bull. Stop playing. For real. Bull semen gives me this glow and keeps my skin nice and soft and feeling good. Where in the world did you get bull semen? From a bull, of course. But only my distributor knows for sure. I can hook you up. Check it out. Bull semen is great for your hair, nails, skin, and everywhere else where it doesn't feel right. Just warm the tube of bull semen. Put on some Barry White music. Massage the tube using slow circular motions. And when the semen comes out of the tube, put some in your hair, on your nails, on your skin, and wherever you want. Before you know it, you'll be glowing, your hair will be growing, and your friends will want to be knowing. I'm ordering my tube of bull semen today. Order two. I'm almost out. Bull semen. Do not use internally or pregnancy could occur. And we're not responsible for that. Order yours today. And that's no bull. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Dita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, bonsoir, darling. She's got the tan. She had some... Uh, I'm feeling some, good. Uh, what's that stuff they put in your arm in the hospital? I don't know anything about that. IV or something. Oh, is that what it is? She got a dose of IV up in her. Mm-mm. The French guy. And, uh, no, I'm just raring to go, raring to go. So let's get started with these hot topics. Uh, we have a topic tonight called All While Being Black. Mm-hmm. And we've got several topics under there because there have been a lot of incidents that happened recently, All While Being Black. So I'm going to kick it off with the first one. Go for it. Police called on Airbnb renters. And this one happened when uh, Kelly Prime Marshall and some friends stayed in Rialto, California. They were at an Airbnb, and they said that at first everything was normal. When they finished, they, they left. They locked the place up, the house that they were in, she and her three friends. Two of the friends were African-American like her. They checked out of the Airbnb, dragged their luggage to their vehicle, and then she said things got weird. Seven police cars showed up. The whole neighborhood hmm. looked like it had just gotten locked down just that quick. So the police told her and her friends to put their hands in the air and then inform them that a helicopter was tracking them. So it turns out what? somebody had called somebody had called the police on them thinking that they might be burglars. So it turns out that it was a neighbor that was across the street, saw three black people 
packing luggage into their car and assumed that they were stealing from the house that they came out of. So the lady called the police, white lady, called the police. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So uh, Ms. Marshall said, at first we joked about the misunderstanding and took videos and photos along the way. But after about 20 minutes into it, the whole thing escalated. So then a police sergeant showed up and said he didn't know what Airbnb was. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. What is Airbnb? Never heard of it. Oh, my God. So then the group showed the police their booking confirmation, and they had to phone the landlord of the house where they just rented to convince the police that they were telling the truth. And the whole thing lasted Mm. for about 45 minutes. So we all told police, Lieutenant Dean Harden told CNN, that the person who called the police was an elderly white woman and that she did not recognize this group of females as being her neighbors. So that's why she got all worked up and called the police. So the group no, ended up being no. released. Yes, the group ended up being released without any incident. Nosy. Just a nosy ass down there. Mind your damn business, lady. What, the, what was the neighbor's name? Uh, they didn't release her name. They just said an elderly white woman. <laughs> yeah, she need to go find something to do. <laughs> yeah, she really does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, they coming mm-hmm. to get you, Kat. Ah, I hope not. <laughs> they come and get that woman. <laughs> yeah, they need to get mm-hmm. her. Yeah, All right, sad. so what you, let's what see. You, uh, Papa's over there quiet. What do you think about that, Papa? Well, I I just personally think there's ignorance all the way around. You know, I've always, and we talked about this on previous shows, how police, well, in most cases, usually Caucasian police is being called by Caucasian people, and they all really carry the same fear for what they're Mm -hmm. about to encounter. And the callers call, and they make the most, they say the most, Vicious thing to the 911 operator to get a clear response. Mm-hmm. But instead of police hashing it out as they get there and say when they get there, they're going to defuse it no matter what, they go there with the attitude of staying high ranked on what somebody reported. And they don't know what, the, you know, they, they don't knock it down. I mean, if somebody reported mm-hmm. something to me, even no matter if I was a landlord and, and the tenants call, or not the tenants, let's say somebody didn't live there, say, some water's leaking out of the house and nobody's there and yada, yada, yada. I wouldn't expect, you know, the complete worst until open the door and see what was going on. You know, but these policemen get the call from these people, and it's happened before, and this is nothing new. This is nothing new. Mm-hmm. This is, I think this is the way that the, the gentleman was killed, uh, Michael Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's how he was killed because somebody said that he was in the, in the little convenience store causing all kind of you know, problems, and when the police showed up, they pointed at him, and he was over six feet tall, and when they tracked him down, the police had the attitude that uh, this guy was shoplifting and threatening the owner of the thing and all that stuff, when he could have just talked to Michael Brown and probably just cooled the situation, but he went in with the authority, and and this happens. However, the 911 person reports it to the police, the police come with that kind of attitude. That's true. And it's so sad. Right. They're supposed to be the facilitator of neutralizing the situation, not riding off the caller's mm-hmm. ideal of what they think a situation was. But anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. yep. Yeah, well, 
Yeah. You got the next one. What else do we have under the topic of uh, I do? all while being black? Taking a nap at jail? Or? Yeah. I don't think I have that one. Yeah. You got that one. Really? I can take I can take the next one, yeah, but you got that one. Go ahead. What you got for us? Let's see. Oh, I have it turned over. All right. Anyway, this one here is a uh, a black graduate student at Yale University says a white student, and it's always the same scenario. You, you hear the pattern here? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. The fear is just unbelievable. I mean, we are being watched, scrutinized, misunderstood. It's amazing. All right, a black graduate student at Yale University says a white student called camp police on her after she fell asleep in a common room in her in her dorm. You know, a common area meaning like you know the the, the lounge area, the open area. You know, and I guess this white woman just thought that Yale is supposed to be free of all vagrants and and the um, you know misfits or what have you. So instead of her seeing her as a, a fellow student, and the other student is probably still trying to get their degree, and this other person was a graduate student. Mm-hmm. Okay? Working on now, her next degree. She working on her next degree. Now, she fell asleep in the common area of, of her dorm while studying early last week. Have books, all right? Thirty The 34-year-old graduate student, her name was uh, Lolita Salambala. She must be you know, of a foreign nature with this last name. Mm-hmm. It's Sonia Bala. Sounds like an so She was taking a nap amidst working on a... Uh, marathon of paperwork when around 1.30 a.m. on Tuesday morning, a white female student flipped on the lights of the common room and told somebody she had no right to sleep in there and then called the police. Yale later said the student had reported an unauthorized person in the common room. All right? Now, this white woman put all this stuff in her mind. Didn't she saw there was books there or what? First of all, it was one thirty in the morning. Won't you take your white ass to bed? Yeah. What the hell are you doing playing police officer in the common oh. room? Yeah. I mean, you're not the hall patrol. Who are you? She'd probably look up somewhere to, to jack off her boyfriend. Anyway, <laughs> all right. When the officers arrived at the dorm, Sambala, her name, uh, who was pursuing a master's degree in African studies, she recorded the encounter and posted a 17-minute video online. She said, I deserve to be there. I paid tuition like everybody else. She told the officers at first, refused to give the officers her ID, unlocking her dorm room door instead of showing she had appropriate access in the building. She just went to unlock her door. She said, well, I got keys to this damn room, and this is my stuff up in it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So anyway, uh, the university later said that... Uh, Said containing a different uh, preferred name than she was in the school of on the said she used a different name than she was on the official school records. So they still trying to find. Yeah, I'm not going to justify my existence here. She said during the exchange. Okay, so when she confirmed the student who called when she when she confronted the student who called the police, the white student said, Mm -hmm. "I have every right to call the police. You cannot sleep in that room." All right. Can I comment yeah. on that, Papa? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The the key word, two words, as you said, is common room. Common room. Anybody can go in that damn room. White, black, yellow, green, it doesn't matter. Common room. 
That's so right. that white woman, she she need to go sit her ass down somewhere. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be cussing, but she need to sit her ass down. Mm-hmm. While people gonna start getting tired of this 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 BS, why don't we we need to turn this on the other side? We need to start calling the white folks. Somebody sleeping in yeah. the daggone common room. We're gonna call the police, and we're gonna see what they're gonna say. Nothing. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> probably won't word, even show nothing. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell you, okay. I was um, I tell you a story here, a true story. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Philadelphia, downtown Philly. I had to take care of some business up there in City Hall, right? And across the street, across the street from uh, City Hall, Temple University has a store that they sell all their little stuff at, you know, the little everything from a bib for a baby to Temple everything. It's their little store. But in that store, they have a coffee shop. And the seating area, and they sell food. They make food in there, stuff like that. But the biggest area in the back belongs to all the paraphernalia you can buy: sweatshirts, sweatpants, anything with Temple University in it. Now, me and my brother was in there. He was with me. We were getting a coffee. So while we're waiting on the coffee, the bathroom is around the side, and you still need a key for it. And we saw people come in the door of this Temple place, ask the people behind the counter for the key. They would give them the key. Went to the bathroom while we were in line. We saw at least five or six white folks get the bathroom key and go in it. Didn't buy nothing. Used the bathroom. Went right back out the door. And it, this is the same city now that that held them black guys at Starbucks under scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Now I'm saying to myself, wow, this is amazing how these white folks are coming in this store and using the bathroom and, and just leaving out and giving the key back and leaving out. And I said, well, wow, what? This goes to show that the person who was running Starbucks at the time had a problem with black people from the beginning, okay? Mm-hmm. And her, all her prejudices had go, went full circle, and she finally had a chance to put it on Front Street, and she put it on Front Street. Yeah. And yep. we know how long people sit in Starbucks, right? How long have you seen mm-hmm. white folks sitting in Starbucks stealing Wi-Fi and sitting there uh, babysitting one coffee? For hours at a time. Okay. We ain't going to talk about yeah. it. But that's been going on for years. They be in the back with their feet up, with their hair down, and in their little pajama pants, and just like they live there. That's their office. I've seen, I'm telling you, I've seen white folks in Starbucks so relaxed dressed that they almost look like vagrants or refugees. It's amazing. I'm yeah. Sorry. But, I'm, I'm but you, you said the key word, too, again. I mean, pajamas. I mean, isn't that indecent exposure? Yeah, they just sit there any way they want to. They just sit there and just right. and the flag them black guys like that. That was just that owner, that not even owner, the manager just showing her true true prejudice. And it was mm-hmm. a female white woman again, you know, yeah, focusing again. on. So you know, we it's, it's amazing. I tell you, we are we are marked people. We are looked at in everything we do in planes, trains, automobiles. You name it. Whatever we do, walk, eat, whatever. White folks are looking at us because we have always entertained them. And now when they think we got more going on than they do, we just they just want to dog us. You know, we're driving a nice car yeah. on the highway. They'll get behind us. You look in the mirror and they horn, move out of the way. You know, because I'm poor white trash and you got a nice car in front of me, black man. You know, it's what, this, what, what it translates to be. I mean, it's got to really keep your eyes. You're right. 
What you got going on here? Well, I got one more under this category. This one what is, is the category? This is All While Being Black. All While Being Black. Yep. This one is called Touring While Brown. This one is about two Native American brothers that ran into a problem mm. at Colorado State University. Uh, Thomas, mm. I don't want to botch his name up. It's botch it. Thomas Kanawakaran. Gray mm-hmm. said that police stopped him and his brother when they were with a tour group in the gym at Colorado State University. He described really? the officers questioning as being very aggressive, and the officers wanted to check their pockets. Why? Mm. Because some white woman called the police and said that, you know, they were concerned because these two guys, she didn't know who they were and that they weren't like responsive to questions and whatnot, and he was trying to explain that his younger brother is very shy and really didn't have anything to say. They came up from New Mexico. They were there to get a tour of this university, and they came up late. So they just kind of like, you know, when the tour has already started and they're moving around whatever, they just came up and joined the tour because they were late. So this woman got nervous and called the police. And said, you know, she was worried, and they were, she was concerned. And she, when she called the police now, she told the police that um, they didn't belong with the tour group. She didn't know who they were. They just came up and joined the tour and all this kind of stuff. Now, they're saying that the, well, the police, when they talked to them, said that the people were worried because you guys were real quiet and they didn't know who you were because you didn't show up with any parents or anything. I'm like, really? That's your excuse? So am I to believe then that everybody else on the tour had a parent or parents with them? Is is that the implication there? So anyhow, they said, uh, of course, once the police started questioning them, the tour went on without them. So from that point forward, they missed the rest of the tour. So according to the recording, of course, that was made, the caller told the dispatcher that the teens arrived late in the tour and didn't respond Mm -hmm. to questions about their names or what they wanted to study. I don't know why they didn't respond or whether her account is accurate as to what happened, but that's what the caller said. So... It went on. The woman called and told them that they are definitely not part of the tour. Now, that's what she said. They're definitely not part of the tour. Now, this was a 45-year-old white woman from Colorado. She said their behavior is just really odd. And she said, I've never called ever about anybody, but they just joined our tour, and they won't give me their names. And when I ask what they want to study, like everything else, you know, they, they were lying. They were just lying the whole time. Now, if they weren't answering your question, how are they lying? So who is Maybe really they lying? they didn't understand. Right. They didn't understand what you were asking. That's all. Right. And why you were asking. I'm, I'm part of the tour. Why are right. You but the me? point is, but the cops and the lady is saying that they were unresponsive to questions, but then why is she saying they were lying? For you to lie means you got to open your mouth and say something. So you well, can't have it both ways. Either they weren't yep. talking or they were talking and saying something that was not true. So this right. is a bunch of bull as usual. 
So as it turns yeah. out, Colorado State University has, of course, apologized yeah. profusely. We love Negroes. Oh, oh, the Native Americans. Have... That was not our intention. Oh. And now they're in, they're inviting the two brothers mm. to come back to the school, saying that they'll pick up the tab for all their travel and give a VIP tour for them and their family, trying to oh. make restitution <laughs> for the bullcrap. Yeah, really. They don't so want to get sued. This 45-year-old white lady who called. She was a teacher? I don't know. She was with the tour or something. The tour guy. She was with probably, the tour group. I bet she, if she I would, I tell you what, if I was, you know what I would do if I was I those know. guys? If I was those guys, I would say, look, I accept your apology, but what I want you guys to do is allow me and my partner. And my to, brother. Mm-hmm. And my brother to gang bang. Oh, Lord. That way we oh. Okay. <laughs> Feel every hole she got. Oh my lord! All right, don't do it. Don't don't hurt the white lady. Don't hurt the white lady. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him, Papa. Can we just get free tuition for both of them? (laughs) No, I. Four years free tuition. I want her to be pro-black men at the end of the session. Oh, you know what? That that would that would be a step above something. Yeah, for for, uh, year tuition, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what they need. I'm just saying, but you know, that's the case again. Getting serious, that's the case again where the police exactly listened to the call that came through instead of thinking that maybe the caller is 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 bugging a little bit. Because when you're a police officer, you have to protect yourself on both sides of the coin. You can't let the call that comes through all the side all the time persuade you because that might be dead wrong today, and it's the chance of greater. That is dead wrong, and don't come in there with the attitude. You need to come in first of all, protecting yourself. Talk to if you got a partner with you. One of y'all go to the victim. One of y'all go to the assailant, and y'all both figure out what's the problem. Now y'all come back to each other, the officers, and say, okay, what, what did he say? He's oh, he's full of crap. Looks like the like the black guy is telling the truth. He's the one a little more. He's not all, all upset and breathing crazy, and you know. So I think they really need to, uh, you know. Anyway. Anyway. So if you got any questions or comments on that, uh, give us a call at uh, what's our number here? Nine one four. Nine one four eight zero three four three zero six and press one and uh, one. give us your comment on how you feel about it. Uh, whether you agree with the police, the mostly white callers, or the black victims? Who's right? Who's wrong? And yeah, who's I'm just curious. Is it us? What have, is it us or what? All like, right. Remember when uh, the bell uh, the way my clothes come off? <laughs> is it way my? Anyway. Anyhow, Kettle, uh, I'm going to go over to you. What you got for us? Uh, yeah, I just had to give me 45. Anyway. All yeah, that's right. your boy. But look, this is who is apologizing. The U.S. apologizes after Canadian cabinet minister is asked to take off his turban at an airport. Come on, y'all. Really? Oh, no. Okay. I mean, let me get right into this. President Trump administration officers, officials have apologized to a Canadian cabinet minister after an airport security agent asked him to remove his turban during a security check. This is at the Detroit Metro Airport. He was on his way back to Canada. Minister of Innovation, Science, and Economic Development, his name is Navdeep Baines, who is a Sikh, a Sikh, S-I-K-H, and for who um, wearing a turban is mandatory for his religion, said he was repeatedly asked to take off his turban off 
and it was only when security agents realized who he was that they allowed him to travel. So in the end, Baines did not remove his turban. He goes on to say, I was very frustrated and disappointed that this occurred, but ultimately I was allowed to fly. Baines said in comments delivered to a group of of seven um, women from tour, he was in Toronto. But it was because of who I was, and that should not be the case. It doesn't matter what your status is and what your position is. It shouldn't matter. Um, the article goes on to say Mike England, he's a spokesman for the U.S. Transportation Security Administration. Of course, we have to get some high did explained to us. Said um, closed-circuit video showed that the officer conducting the screening did not follow standard operating procedures and has received additional training. Here we go, additional training. Oh, please. But England, uh uh-huh, but England says security agents do have the right to search headwear. Um. All, he says all persons wearing head coverings may be subject to additional security screening, which may include an um, officer-conducted or self-conducted pat-down. TSA does this to ensure that prohibited items like weapons and concealed um, things, you know, beneath the type of clothing that you wear, um, if it's not visible. So, 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 so. yep, 45 had to apologize. No, it just, no. it never stops. It never stops. You're right. It never does. So, you know, what do you do? And here again, so, it's because of the way people look and the way they dress. I mean, you, you, it's, he, has, he wears that for his religion. Right. So he, once they knew what his position was, they let him, mm-hmm. let him slide. They didn't harass him any what? further. There but if he go. had just been an average uh Sikh, what do they call Sikhs? Yeah, if he would just been an average person of that religious faith, wearing a turban, they would have made that man remove his turban like they do with uh, Muslim women when they want them to remove their hijab. Hijab? I don't understand it. Hijab? Yeah, isn't it what it's called, a hijab? Uh, I never wore one. Mm-hmm. Well, the head the headgear that Muslim women wear, um, and right. I apologize, I'm wrong. But see, my my thing is, first of all, you should look at the person's, I mean, credentials first, and see who they are that you are, you know, um, checking out or whatever. You know, just just remove your, you know, your hat or your turban or whatever the, the TSA called it. I mean, come on now, that's that's just downgrading. That's just you don't respect that person's religion and his, his well, way know, of life and the way he wears his clothes. Right, but we can't expect people to respect that because they don't. That's, and I say it. Yeah, I say it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I do understand that for security reasons, you know, they have to check everything, you know, because I wear my hair long and I have locks. When I go through airport security, they ask me would I please lift my hair up so they can look underneath to make sure I'm not hiding anything. Really? So I guess if I had, yeah, they do. What's underneath your hair? Every single time. They ask me to go through the the metal detector thing, and then once you get through Mm -hmm. that, they say, okay, ma'am, would you please lift your hair up? Because they don't want to, like, you know, that'd be a little bit of an invasion 
of my personal mm-hmm. space if they did it. So they asked me, mm-hmm. would you please hair? So I have to raise my locks so they can look underneath and make sure I'm not hiding anything of, da- you know, any dangerous thing up under there. Wow. Well, well, and then they let you go. What if you said no? What if you said no? Were they going to wrestle you down to the ground? <laughs> you know, you mean, know what? I don't oh. know, and I'm not trying to find out. Mm-hmm. But I would think like, that yeah. they would probably take you over to some other room and let, you know, get a female officer to do it for me. If you said no, you'd right. be like that. If I refuse to do it. You'd be like that man in that mm-hmm. song, Living for the City. Come on, get in that cell, nigga. Oh, gosh. I ain't trying to do all that. No, all right. it was not Look. that extreme. Yeah, but, you know, anyhow, I'm going to go to a caller. And uh, see okay. if we can get another opinion on the topic. Hello, caller. All Welcome right. to the Friday Night Pajama Party Show. What's Hello. up? Yes, how y'all doing? Hi, how Stand you doing? Uh, my, my, my question is, I was looking at something that happened uh, a week ago at a Nordstrom rack store. Did y'all hear about that? Uh-oh. Yeah, no. I did hear about that. No, I, we, yeah. I didn't hear well, about well, it. Tell what me. do you think about that? What do you think about that? Oh, tell us the story. Call it, call it, tell us the story, please, first, okay, the story if you don't mind. Was, it was three blacks in a North mm-hmm. black store shopping right. from. And the employees uh-huh. and some of the people, customers, the white, as usual, looking, and they called the police on them. Wow. Mm-hmm. When, they, when they look yeah, at Yeah, they thought at, they were shoplifting. Yeah, we look at clothes. The people they look at, they look at them. When they bend down, they bend down. Mm. Wow! I tell you, we're being watched on everything we do. Everything mm-hmm. we do. But uh, it, it goes back to what I always said. We always have to look the part. If you're going out there and gonna look for you going shopping, don't have your pants on the ground or just looking like a bum. Look like something. You know, at least halfway. Not just, you know, just mummified. But you know what, Carol? I I agree with you to a point, but I also feel like if I feel like wearing my slouchy pants and an oversized sweatshirt because that's just how I'm feeling today, that's what they do. That's right. I've gone in stores when I'm going shopping, when I look like something, and they look like less than nothing, and I don't see salespeople following those white folks around, that look like no. a bum that rolled off of a park bench. Yeah, weekend white but you're going to walk behind me. You know, I'm wearing a blazer and some fitted jeans and my boots. You know, I'm looking like new money, even though I don't have any, but I'm looking like new money. But right. they're going to walk around mm-hmm. behind me. Oh, can I help you find something? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm just looking. And also mm-hmm. we have to remember, too, that we cannot um, hang white folks too high on a pedestal because – the reason why they look at blacks is because they 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 already know what a thief looks like, and it's them. So therefore, they're looking at them, they're looking at themselves when they're looking at a shoplifter. How do you, if you don't have a shoplifter experience or negligent behavior experience, then why did that grab your attention so strong? Because you've seen yourself in that person before anything else. I mean, you know, mm. if you want to get that deep with that. Deep, Papa. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Well, you know, tell you, don't, you know, game recognize game. Yeah. And poor white trash recognize a, a, a Negro that they think going to do what a poor white trash does. Because if you go to Ohio right now, 
the the level of of heroin abuse and things like that is so deep it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind, but that's not being talked about at all nowhere because those are voters that they're trying to build. You see the little uh, tents that they're building in, in the center city. They have these different tents where people can actually go in and get their fix. Because they need to keep these people strong because the midterms election is coming up and they need that white vote. Even though the white vote, that white, that white arm is strung out, they're going to make that arm nice and strong so it can pull a lever. All right? During the, during the November uh, midterm elections. That's why they're building all these tents and everything. Oh, you want to shoot up? Come on. You can have super, it's called supervised uh, galleries. Mm. It's amazing. That's crazy. Because they don't want to lose them. You know, when people are strung out on crack, they let them just roll down the river. You know, the, mostly the black uh, situation, so to speak. But the heroin epidemic is being nurtured and babysat. Well, Carla, what did you think about that situation at Nordstrom Rat? Uh... Well, yeah, that's that's what happens, you know. Typical, like Papa D.B. said, black, black is the way they label us. They have a target on our back. They don't know when to shoot the gun. Well, I witnessed something an incident last week at home. Well, Home Depot. Okay. Oh, a young yeah, man was taking a package back in. He was taking some type of machine back in that he read. Okay. Now it was in a box. He put it back in the box. There is a white salesman standing there, not saying anything. Black young lady thinks she's, you know, another color. So she say, oh, you have to open up the box. I have to check it. So this lady behind him say, why are you asking him to open up? Because he's black. I said, no, she didn't go down. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to walk out the Home Depot. I said, let me get out of here for the cavalry cup, okay? <laughs> the white, the white strong words, manager huh? turned around and walked away like, I ain't getting involved in them, okay? <laughs> I'm not getting involved oh, in them. God. Me neither, okay? So how, how, how do you sell, well, you don't know because you left. You don't know how the salesperson handled that. Hmm. Well, I've seen the guy coming out counting money, so apparently everything was okay. <laughs> coming out the door. <laughs> like, like maybe two minutes after me. Okay. Oh, boy. You don't say because uh, he's black, that's why you want him oh. to open up the box. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. It's hard out here for black folks. She, she, she opened up a can of worms. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Oh, yep. we didn't even, you know what? Hey, Carla, did you hear about the barbecue stores? Some black folks got the police called on them for barbecuing. Um, I didn't grab the story, but I put it on the kiss it list. Um, I think it was in California somewhere. Yeah, they were barbecuing down by some lake, and the lake has designated barbecue areas. So they were Mm -hmm. in the designated barbecue area, but apparently Mm -hmm. there's different areas for barbecuing with charcoal, and barbecuing with, I guess, propane or something, non-charcoal. So this particular black family had charcoal going in a non-charcoal barbecue-designated area. So this white woman comes up and jumps all in their crap talking about, oh, "Oh, you're not supposed to be here. You can't, you got to go, you got to go. And they were like, ma'am, all these people around here barbecuing, why are you bothering us? She was like, you can't barbecue right here. This is not the right spot. You got to go. And they were like, we're not going anywhere. She calls and calls the police. 
And the police come, and they're like, look, I guess the police wanted to really tell her, look, stop bothering us with this bull crap. But they basically told her, look, the city ordinance says, yes, there are areas that are designated for charcoal. This is not one of them, but this is Mm -hmm. not a police matter, you know, so chill. But she was hot. She was all, uh, you know, aggressive to this family, harassing them. That that was to my point earlier. Like, you got the park patrol. The police have to come there and analyze what is going to put their life in danger by following up strong on some bullshit. You know, Uh if you, I don't know, if I was a police officer, I swear, when I went to a scene, I wouldn't care what the 911 person told me, unless it was domestic violence. That's one of the, the number one right. things that you really can't, you know, because, you know, when the boyfriend, girlfriend, girl on girl, boy on boy, when that shit get ugly, it just get ugly. But anyway, any other situation, a police should come up there and be like, yo, what's going on? All right, what, what's that? What's happening here? And let the people on the scene tell you the story. But don't come out and that's just ignorance. The ones that get out of the car, they're they're informed by a, a nine one one operator. They pursue it out, and then the, the people call. If they said it was the black gentleman doing that, did the black guy four black guys that was that black guy, and that, that resonates. <laughs> that resonates but, but, through the whole thing. Me in that type of situation is, if you call, it take forever coming. Right, yeah. because you, they you're, call, not, you're not throwing they the excitement call, to get them there. They come by the, the helicopter. You know what I'm yeah, 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 that's the sad part. But, but you know I how to rectify that? I, 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 I got a solution for that. Why not just rectify the issue on the phone? You know, if you're not in this 20 categories of an urgent, um, urgent. Uh, episode that's going on, guess what? We're not getting involved. You have to call somebody else. Because yeah, we don't get, like, like you said, Papa, yeah. you know, you, you, you're right. Why don't you just call the you, fire department to come put the, put the damn barbecue out? See what I'm saying? Okay. There you go. There you go. I mean, they call make the a federal department. case out of nothing. If I saw yeah. a group of white a white teenagers skateboarding down my neighborhood street, and I knew they didn't belong here and they don't work, they don't live here, why should I call 911 for that? Yeah, you're right. I you know, man, just... unless they're tearing up people's cars, you know, unless the skateboards are going oh. over top of vehicles they, they and then you're destroying since you property. Since you said that today, mm-hmm. you, you were like 15 of them. Them little scooters they got down, they be flying around on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Them little scooters. It was like 15 little young blacks. The white woman standing there just looking at them and with, with her phone. I'm like, why is you looking at them like that? Huh? Because there's too yeah. many of them. That's what it is. But y'all fly down them all day. Don't nobody looking at y'all. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. It don't make no yeah. That's what happened with those, uh, those dirt bikes and stuff. Not dirt bikes. What are those bikes that people were tripping out about? The guys riding buggies, on those motorcycles. But you know what? But, 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 caller, but caller, as you said, white <laughs> folks were the original. And I say white folks in a, not a, a general nature. For the white mm-hmm. folks who know who we're talking about. Who, they know who they are. We know you know who you are. Right. White folks right. been riding around with those little ATVs for years. Them little oh, dirt bikes for ye- ever since evil fucking Knievel. Okay? So, please, uh-huh. don't get me started. 
And now all of a sudden that that black folks got a hold of this stuff and they ain't got it no more because they're looking at another direction. See, the sad part about it, when I say with most people like that, people of another persuasion, they're never satisfied. They're never satisfied. No matter what black folks do new, I don't care. You could be just a paying your bills kind of person and ride a nice car, jump in a nice clean car. There's a white guy going to come by in a pickup truck and be hating on you. Because you got a decent Ford Taurus that just you just got in a, through the car wash, is nice and pretty and shiny. He looking at you like huffing and puffing with his flannel shirt on, with his Marlboros in his pocket, you know, just just as hating as it can be because his life has become completely two one five. You know he's normal as hell. He's got the the wife and the baby in a trailer park living out in in somewhere in Southern Maryland. You know, please don't get me started, please. All right. All right. Don't make me dance. Don't make me dance. Oh, no. Don't make you dance. Don't make me dance. <laughs> All right. All right, Cole. All right, well, Cole. thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining yeah. the combo. We're going to uh, put you back on a regular listen, and we're going to go take a quick break, and then we're going to uh, come back with the hit it and quit it. Right, Cal? Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay, just checking. We'll be call. right back. I'm calling 911 because some black folks sitting He's talking about he's going to call 911. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. Hi, right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. one your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir. Okay. Hey, Pasa. That's oh, it. that's Spanish. That's a free testosterone. Anywho, it's time for the... I'm not even messing with you, Papa Didi. It's time for the hit it and quit it headlines, and I'm up first. Let's talk about the elderly, elderly people that are getting ready to get booted from the nursing homes in Louisiana. What is that about? That was Louisiana? Yes, in Louisiana. Um, in Louisiana, tens of thousands of elderly and disabled people could soon lose their Medicaid benefits because the state of Louisiana mm-hmm. is facing a budget shortfall of more than, check this out, more than $500 million. Now, eviction notices started going out yesterday to some of these nursing home residents, to thousands of people in these uh, between nursing homes and group homes. Now, one resident, who uh, Betty Waller, who's 89, is a polio survivor. She lives in a nursing home in Baton Rouge. 
She said that her life savings paid for part of her care, but Medicare is needed for the rest. But on July 1st, she could be one of the roughly 37,000 people in the state that are going to lose their Medicare eligibility if the state can't balance their budget. So uh, Jim Tucker, who runs 12 nursing homes in the state capital of Baton Rouge, and uh, said that 800 of his patients could be told to leave. They said that this stuff has the potential to kill people, literally, if people lose their Medicare benefits. They can't live, like, without it. Mm. So the governor is saying, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but these cuts are so catastrophic that we should not contemplate them, but we need to sit here with the legislature and figure out what we need to do to fix it. They said the legislature has failed to act during their fiscal session last year and a special session this year. So they had two opportunities to deal with this, and they didn't do anything about it or couldn't resolve it. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but that's what's happening down in Louisiana in nursing homes. They don't get that budget. Wow. Okay. Well, hopefully they're going to work on that budget. Mm -hmm. I hope so. How did the budget trickle down to the nursing home? You know what? Out of all the other milk and honey in that damn. It's it's Medicaid. The only other thing I can think of. No, no, wait a minute. Let's not go to Medicaid again. Like I said, out of all the other milk and honey in that state. But that's what I'm telling you. This is the Medicaid budget. This is what happens when people start pension off of different things that are earmarked for certain things. If money is earmarked for Medicaid, and then let's say five to ten years ago, the state started pension off of that saying, oh, there's plenty in that budget. Let's take some of that and put it over there. Let's take some of this and put it over here. And by the time you finish doing that, now come forward to 2018 and you start looking at, oh, we're about to run into a $500 million deficit for Medicare. Wow. So that means some of these people in these homes that depend on nursing uh, Medicare might have to get put out. Well, that's because you decide not to touch anybody else. Exactly. That's the problem. And because, well, let me say this here. What about the farming districts down there that get money earmarked to them all the time, and they walk around with a couple of pigs, a couple of cows, a couple of chickens, and they act like they're busy. You know, oh, well, let's not mess with the farmers. Everybody needs them to eat. Hell, we don't need Take away the 17 farms in what, what town are we talking about? Louisiana? Baton Rouge? Yeah, I don't need to have my, for my Brussels sprouts to come from damn Baton Rouge. I don't know. I'll get them from Jersey. So well, you want to come need... from China? <laughs> no, no, I, I'll get them from New Jersey or somewhere. But I'm just saying, the reason why they mess with the nursing homes is because they're trying to cover everybody else's ass and keep everybody else functional. Well, that's what I said. If you start pinching from that budget and put money in the in other buckets, then when the time comes for that money to be needed, if you haven't figured out a way to put it back, you end up with Well, they don't really pension. It's not given to them. They're not messing with the farmers. They're not messing with every other uh, society in that area that they feel the deem is necessary. But the sad part about it is that the legislation that's putting this stuff through in 30 years, they're going to be in a fucking nursing home, excuse the expression. Oh, yeah. Ain't nobody exempt to age, you know. Well, I mean, what's this, Father Time? Father Time ain't got what? no, uh, you know. I'm going to put the Louis, the Baton Rouge state legislator. State legislator. Baton, Baton Rouge legislators on the kiss it list. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Over to you, Kettle. What's Whack up? Whack their pee-pee, honey. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Pull their pants down. Whack, Whack their it pee-pee, good. Honey. Oh, mm. oh. <laughs> yes, okay. honey. Oh. That's the new discipline, honey. Whack that pee-pee, honey. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> this is an interesting story. Um, Claire Harris, she walked out of prison after 15 years. She's supposed to have been doing 20, but she, she has good behavior. Um, Harris was released uh, this Friday, which was the day, in Gatesville, um, not too far from Waco. Harris, she's a former um, Friendswood dentist, was convicted in 2003 for running over her husband, David Harris, at least three times with her Mercedes. Mercedes hey, I remember out- her. Outside the Nassau Bay Hilton, after finding her, uh, around after the finding circle. him uh, with his mm-hmm. mistress, right? I do remember so, that. Uh, the act, uh, the act was caught on camera by private investigators hired by Harris, and uh-huh. uh, she, uh, she was in the vehicle with her stepdaughter. So now, after more than a decade behind bars, Harris has been granted parole. Um, she'll have to follow certain um, conditions, which include no contact with her former in-laws, her stepdaughter, or David's former mistress. So no me knocking on nobody's door and keying people's cars and stuff. Um, she must oh, also my. live in Gavinston, uh, the Gavinston County, uh, and wear an ankle monitor. Um, she <laughs> will remain on parole until February 2023. So, I mean, even though you're out of prison, you, know, you still got to abide by some rules, lady. So, yep. So, so it sounds like she's on house arrest. Yeah, seems that way. So, she better stay away from those folks. If she don't, they're going to come get her and lock up for the remainder of her time. So, you say you're familiar with the story, Pop? Yeah, he yeah, he is. He just went back into the, oh, okay. into the uh, over to the snack area, but... I remember that story. How she wasn't it like in a circle, a cul-de-sac or something. The way that parking lot was, she drove over a man and went around and came back around and rode over him again. Oh my God! Yeah, she must have been losing her mind there. Yeah. Something oh, it was like it that. was crazy. She was mm-hmm. upset because you know he was sneaking around on her, and I guess she said, "Oh, you want to sneak." And she ran that rascal over several times. Yeah, that was crazy. So she did how many years? Was it 10? 15. Oh, 15. She did 15. Yeah, 15 of her um, uh, 20 year sentence. So it's been 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it's okay. all good. She's out now, so we'll, we'll see what she's going to do. Uh huh. <laughs> They need to take her driver's license. That's what they need to do. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You got a good point there. She uh, had to take public transportation for a minute until 2023, right? <laughs> yeah. Until she's off the I, I would never let her get a, behind the wheel of a car legally again. Ooh, I feel like she abused she to, her privilege to drive. She had to take Uber or Lyft, huh? <laughs> there you go. All right, well, I'm going to move on. I got, um, this is a, you know what? I, I kind of feel bad for the brother, but R. Kelly is in a mess again. Uh-huh. Oh, so now no. Spotify, yeah, Spotify has said that they are going to delete all the R. Kelly songs from their playlist. 
Now, Spotify says that they're the biggest streaming music service in America and that they are going to remove R. Kelly's music from all their playlists as part of a new hate content and hateful conduct policy. And they just announced this on Thursday. What? So they're they're saying, well, what they said is that uh, his music will still be available on Spotify, but they're not going to actively promote it like they used to. Because oh, typically, if it's on it. like their main playlist, it would be on their homepage I, or something. I, I on Spotify. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. they're saying now, if you're looking for R. Kelly stuff, you're gonna have to actually search for it. You're not gonna uh, see yeah. it pop right up. Now they're saying that we don't censor content because of an artist or creator's behavior, but we want our editorial decisions in terms of what they mm-hmm. choose to program to reflect their mm-hmm. values. Now I don't know what really? their actual values are, but that's what they say. Now, if you go back into the history of it all, R. Kelly has been accused, but never convicted. Mm-hmm. He has been right. accused by multiple women of sexual assault, coercion, and whatnot over the past 20 years. And his behavior mm-hmm. has come under scrutiny in this era of, you know, the hashtag Me Too. And apparently now there's a new hashtag called Mute R. Kelly going on on social media. But wow. he has okay. he he has vehemently denied any wrongdoing, and his mm-hmm. management said that they, of course, you know, are, have blasted Spotify's decision. But mm-hmm. they said that the uh, Spotify's decision is completely without merit, and they said mm-hmm. that they're acting on false and unproven allegations, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of have to agree. You know, it's like, look, the man wasn't convicted of anything. I think they y'all are what? nailing him and doing all this stuff based on allegations. And but if that's the case, it's a lot of folk that's been, you know, accused of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what you going to say, Papa? He was spotted in the store last week buying baby bibs for his girlfriend. Oh, here we go. So, See, I that's how rumors mm-hmm. get started. Mm-hmm. Anyway... <laughs> The story goes on to say that Spotify continues to promote other artists who are convicted felons and who have been arrested on charges of domestic violence Mm -hmm. and artists who sing lyrics that are violent and anti-female in nature. Drugs. All that mess Mm -hmm. is still on there. There's one Mm -hmm. rapper who I'm not familiar with him, but his name, he goes by the name of Extentation, and that's with three X's. Mm -hmm. Extentation. Never heard of him. Who has been accused... This guy's been accused of beating up his pregnant girlfriend. Now, Spotify no. reportedly pulled <clears throat> pulled him from the playlist, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And now Pandora is jumping on the bandwagon, and they wow. have uh, they're saying that they are not currently promoting R. Kelly's music. But of course, if you search, it, it's still out there. But they're just not promoting it. Here we so, go again. Yeah, exactly. Sound like the uh, Bill Cosby syndrome. I'm telling you. You know, it makes you wonder. And, and, and it yeah. goes on to say that um, a music reporter named Jim Derogatis brought a whole new mm-hmm. round of scrutiny to Arts Kelly last summer when he started these investigative reports on BuzzFeed 
that included an article where some parents described R. Kelly's home in the Atlanta Mm -hmm. suburbs as a cult where he held Mm -hmm. women against their will. So that kind of like started the whole thing all up again. And then now Mm -hmm. this week, Spotify made the decision, along with Pandora, Mm -hmm. to say they're not going to promote his music anymore. But see how just a, a small use of words like cult and slaves and this and that, I mean, people gravitate to that. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, he's treating them like slaves and it's like a cult and, you know. But, you know, on the other hand, there was a young lady who said, that's that's not true. That's not what's going on. Because I remember yeah. we reported the story because her father was um, – was I think it was on her side, or or was it? It was something. I can't remember, but the, the girl was saying it's not true. We're here because we want to be here. Yeah. So, you know. It's, I don't it's, know it's, who's it's telling the truth. But I yeah. just kind of feel like if he wasn't convicted of any of this stuff, I just feel like is that really cool? I mean, is that right for them to decide that they're now going to pass judgment, you know, be the judge, mm-hmm. jury, and, and the – what is it? Executioner. Yeah, executioner for R. Kelly. Right. I'm like, of I, I, all the dumb stuff, why y'all going to single right. him out now? My mind keeps mm-hmm. telling me. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sounds like some jealousy going on. I I don't know. It's crazy. Huh? Right. <clears throat> um, Talking about driving while black. Let's get back on the Starbucks thing. I got an article here. Starbucks bathroom policy is changing. Oh, well, well. well. Let's tear this one apart. Mm -hmm. Starbucks has adopted an, quote, unquote, open bathroom policy following the arrest after last month of the two African-American men at a coffee shop in Philly. Um, This chairman, Howard Schwartz, says he doesn't want the company to become a public bathroom. Oh, really? But feels employees can make the right decision 100% of the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think she missed the mark, that, that woman. Um, the rest of Rashawn Nelson, along with his childhood friend and business partner, business partner, here we go, Dante Robinson, set off a firestorm for the company which will shut down, they shut down 8,000 of his U.S. stores um, on the afternoon of uh, May 29th to instruct 175,000 employees how to better recognize unconscious bias. Oh, please. Really? They have to be really? taught that? Come on. Oh, mm-hmm. apparently so. so huh. uh, but, check, but check this out. Let me finish the story. Access to store um, bathrooms for which Schultz said Starbucks had maintained a loose policy came into even sharper focus after another video taken in January emerged. The video shows a black man claiming he was denied access to a bathroom at a Starbucks in California while a white man was allowed entry. Neither man uh, had made a purchase according to the video shot. So, you go figure. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Uh-huh. I'm not either. But we, we're going to see. So, they're going to shut down 8,000 stores to 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 train 175,000 employees 
out of that, probably seventy five thousand might get it right. Hundred thousand, they don't they don't give a crap's ass. They don't they not they don't care. They're gonna continue okay. to do what they want to do. So wow. yeah, they're gonna train these people for one day, one hour or three <laughs> hours. I think it is. Yeah, okay, that'll change. Yeah, and by next week they'll be uh-huh. at it again. They'll go out there saying, "Yeah, yeah we know what to do." Sure you do. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, at least the guys they did get something out the deal. They got an undisclosed sum of money and a free college education. So, and then yeah. they said to Philly that they wanted the city officials to start a program, a young entrepreneurs program, with two hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Mm, all right. All right. We're gonna keep it moving. Okay. Uh, well, if if anybody got any uh, questions or comments, hit us up tonight. Nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six. And press one. Back to you, Papa. I got a, another uh, new Prince album is coming in two thousand nineteen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should have done a story, Mister. That's your baby daddy. That is my baby daddy. All right, the Prince Estate and. Yeah. Sing it, Kev. And Title. Oh, that's no. Jay Z's uh, streaming service, Title. Yeah, whatever. They're playing oh. off of him. Announced today that the streaming service will exclusively debut an album of previously unreleased music by the late artists. According to the announcement, the album will contain previously unreleased music sources from Prince, uh, vast uh, archives of. Volt recordings. Okay? Oh yeah. The album, all right, is expected to be released in 2019. We're streaming exclusively on uh, what is it, Tidal? Mm-hmm. Title. Title for uh, 14 days. Will be available for uh, download seven days after the debut. So wait a minute, you can only oh, it's streaming, or you can actually buy the album. Uh, it sounds like it's a streaming situation, but they'll. they'll Record it while it's streaming. You know that. That's no big deal. What did they find? Out? Well, once they, I guess they're still trying to get the kinks out of all this. Being a state is in on this as well. So I don't think Dane's in the studio too. You know, you got yeah. Jay Z's people, Prince's people, and I'm and, sure that a whole lot of folk had and, to approve and it. And Judge Judy. Judge Judy. And they okay. all sitting there trying to figure who's gonna get what money. You know, but. Uh, wow, so I'm, I'm gonna blow you guys' mind. It, it, you finished, Papa? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I'm going to you guys um, In the article, it says Troy Carter, the main music advisor for Prince's Estate. <laughs> Troy Carter? I know somebody named Troy Carter. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> yeah, it must be a different Troy Carter. It must be. <laughs> Yeah, he's the main music advisor for the Prince's Estate. Wow, interesting. Yeah, that's one, kind of one, funny. More than one Troy Carter. Uh-huh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, says, Yeah, it says that uh, makes a, uh, a continuation of Prince's 2015 partnership with uh, Jay-Z, you know, through which they, uh, his hit and run phase one, in phase two albums, the stated the. Uh, I got both of them. I know you do. The Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I 
travel, which have been uh, uh, ongoing in the wake of the confused state of the arts of business affairs after the death of an accidental overdose in uh, April 2016. Certain Prince's releases maintain exclusively available on streaming for travel as well as the state of Minnesota. Okay. Well, I'll be looking forward. You said that's coming when now? June? Uh, I guess June of 2019. Oh, 19. I'm thinking this year. I was all hyped up. They ain't rushing this. Okay. But they they said they were going to release something else sometime this year. Some other unreleased things. So this is another project. But all right. We'll be on the lookout for it. Kettle, you need to make sure you keep an eye on it for the Hollywood wrap-up. Yes, ma'am. Will do. Let everybody know when my baby daddy got a new album coming out. Is it your baby daddy? All right, now. All right. Well, thank you, Papa Didi. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and What's Poppin'. You're listening to a Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. What's your opinion? We want to know on the Late Night Adult Pajama Party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, back at the Pajama Party. I'm Wendy Hills, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Put your hands up in the air. Oh, Jesus. Wave them like you just don't care. Okay. Don't fly, everybody. Yeah, they got a can't. They got a tent in Ohio. <laughs> for you. I don't want to go. Anyway. Um, what's popping? What's popping tonight? We're going to talk about what was so strange with this guy named Blankenship. And this man just came out of jail after the uh, upper uh, big branch uh, mining disaster of April 2010, in which 29 people died. All right. The former Macy Energy chief executive, Don Blankenship, was found guilty of willfulness violating mine safety and health standards. He was sentenced to 12 months. All right, 12 months, and he was came out after going to federal prison for 12 months for the whole situation with the people dying in the mining stories, and he runs for senator. Now, how the hell do you get out of jail and run for senator? I know people got out of jail, and they couldn't even, you know, what? They couldn't even vote. They couldn't do anything. They lucky to be out. They still sit on the stoop five years later. When, when's all this over? Is this a dream or whatever, you know? But I don't get it. How do you run for center when you went to jail? Aren't you supposed to be a, a, a 
you know, uh, have some type of special action when you make a phone call <laughs> or something? I don't know. It's it's really deep. But anyway, something to look into. Al. But Blankenship lost the primary, so he won't be running the general election in October. They're going to have, uh, you name it, uh, everybody's running. You want to bring anything, uh, Red One? You, you, uh, what you running for? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not running. Only thing I'm running is my mouth. Okay. <laughs> I ain't running for nothing. How this man was able to be, have his name on the ticket for the primary for the U.S. Senate, and he just got out of jail. How is that possible? This is in West Virginia, right? Yeah. But still, how? It's just amazing. I don't know. I know brothers that got out of jail. They can't even vote. They've got an ankle bracelet for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Until the until the uh, record companies, uh, I mean not record company, but until you you go through your procedures, you know he's. I, I don't get it. How do you run for 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 senator and you ask this guy out of jail in May of 2017? So what the hell? Able to do that? I don't know whether Trump pardoned him because you know the president can pardon anybody, and it ain't got to be public news or public knowledge when they do so. So. Like I said, it's just it's a mystery to me. Mm. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't want to elaborate too much. I know we're short on time, but also, um, what's that? I said I'm gonna put him on the kiss it list then. Yeah. What else you got for us? Uh, well, the NBA. Just so people know, the NBA is down to the their final four, if you will. As far as the uh, East Coast and West Coast conferences, all these games start over the weekend. You have uh, on the West Coast side, you have uh, the Golden State Warriors are going up against the Houston Rockets. It's be a mean series and see who goes to the championship after that. And on the East side, you got LeBron James, of course. He struggled through it and knocked out Toronto and knocked out Miami. And and here he is now up against uh, the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics beat my uh, Philadelphia 76ers, so the Sixers is out. They couldn't get to a higher platform level. So right now you have the Cleveland Cavaliers playing the Boston Celtics for the Eastern Conference for the opportunity to play either Golden State Warriors, which is Steph and Kevin Durant, up against the Houston Rockets, which is uh, CP3. Who's the you know the State Farm guy you know CP3 and Harden with the beard and a few other great players so uh, that all starts this weekend Houston and Golden State and the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics for the best of seven whoever wins between those will play for the championship so anyway that's all I got. All right. Um, because, um, anyway, uh, you want to take, uh, okay, we'll go straight to the weird news. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do the first one because Red Wine's over here uh, having some convulsions or something. What happened? Let's see. I think Kettle's first. Oh, Kettle. You got the woman 95 uh, situation? Kettle? Sure. I sure do. Okay, Daytona Beach, Florida, 
Sunnyside, Florida, woman 95 jailed after slipper slapper granddaughter. 95 years old, Florida woman landed in jail after calling police for help during an argument with her defiant granddaughter. Daytona Beach Police Chief Craig Capri tells the Daytona Beach News Journal that Hattie Reynolds, <laughs> Hattie Reynolds probably wasn't a threat, but her admission of slapping her granddaughter in the face with the slipper qualified as a domestic violence. And That's my report, girl. <laughs> an arrest report says uh, Reynolds told police Saturday that she wanted 46-year-old Janine Williams out of her house because she was in bed soaking up the air conditioning Reynolds pays for. When Williams began screaming and swearing at her, Reynolds said she slapped her with the slipper. Police handcuffed Reynolds and took her to jail for the night. Records show a judge released her on her own recognizance. They here took again, a 95-year-old woman to jail. Here again, we go back to the same thing. Now, if you're beating up your daughter, that's your problem. That's not the police issue, okay? They're not threatening exactly. nobody outside of, of that establishment. So this is more or less, like Papa said, it's a domestic thing, but I guess when the slipper got involved, I guess, <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on, really? But she slapped her with a slipper Oh, God. She said, she said, you ain't doing nothing but soaking up my air conditioning. <laughs> I want you to mm. go. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, boy. This hey, woman is 95. Much. They actually locked up a 95-year-old woman for slapping her 40-something granddaughter with a slipper. Oh, I don't even believe it. Daytona Beach. I won't be going in those parts. You ain't got to worry about me. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's rough. Daytona Beach is very, yep. uh, yeah, hillbilly. Mm. Is that what it All is? All right, okay. I got one for you. I got one out of Paris. Uh, visitors at a le- leading contemporary art museum in Paris did not leave only their coats in the cloakroom, but they left all their clothes. The Palais du Tokyo Museum opened its doors to nudists for a special visit on Saturday. It's part of a growing effort by France's tiny nudist community to encourage acceptance of clothes-free activities after a nudist restaurant and a nudist park opened in the French capital in Paris. The museum visit was arranged before regular hours so the nudists would not mingle with other visitors. They viewed an exhibit of contemporary works focused on discord, and the organizer said they're hoping to attract younger members and get rid of complexes around their nudist practices, which they don't want limited to beaches, summertime, or a certain category of the population. So they open a museum up before their regular hours to let the nudists come in and look at the art and whatnot, because the nudists said they're tired of being told you go to the nudist beach and stuff like that, and that's all y'all can do. Hmm. They said, we want to go to the museum. So they said, all right, we'll open it early. Y'all can come in here. You can strip. You can look at the art. And then when regular folk come, you got to be gone before the people with clothing come in. Only in Paris. 
Wee okay. wee. Oui, oui. Yeah. I love Paris, but that's a bit much for me. Is it my oh, turn? You, yeah. you red wine? No, I don't think I need to look at art naked. That's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can look at something, but it doesn't have to be art in a museum. But anywho. Over to you, Papa. We got a drunken man who caused uh, uh, commuter chaos. This is in Burlington, uh, I guess, is uh, Burlington, Germany. Burlington? Berlin? Berlin, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Berlin. Berlin, um, okay, there's only one Berlin, which is the place where my man Jesse Owens uh, smoked them motherfuckers back in 1936. Anyway. An intoxicated man, uh, ill advised decision to. Spend a night on a freight train caused commuter chaos in Munich, it is Germany, as police had to shut down all traffic at a busy station to look for him. Munich police said Monday they reached an emergency call. They they received an emergency call at 5:20 in the morning from a man who said he woken up in a container on a train near the pacing station, meaning his third largest and could not get out. Wait a minute. He woke up in a, he woke up oh in a train. Oh, my God. Right. In they a received car, a call. Okay. They received a call at 520 a.m. from oh a man who said that he woke up in a container, which is one of the things the trains pull, on the train near the passing station, Munich's third largest, and could not get out. But police said a 25-year-old... Oh City man was so drunk when he entered the container, he wasn't sure where he was. <laughs> so he could say, I'm in a container, oh but I don't know where I am. So the police shut down all rail traffic and went uh, train to train, eventually finding him at 6.20 a.m. Good grief. All right. Mm-hmm. So he screwed up everybody's commute because he didn't know where he was. That's oh, my great. God. I used to... Yep, it is. Okay. So what ended up happening? So, uh, let's see. Police shut down all traffic and went train to train, like I said, eventually finding him at 6.20 a.m. In total, 86 trains were affected. Hey. With 1,280 minutes of delay, 37 cancellations, and 21 partial cancellations. The yeah. man faces trespassing related uh, charges. Yeah, ought to throw the book at that nut. Yeah, that's how it crumbles. Mm-hmm. When there's a service disruption and they're backing stuff up, that's what happens. It just gets. So they had to cancel stuff. Of course. Partially because the time stuff. has passed for a passenger train. A passenger train only gets priority during their time frame. And when you're late over a certain time, then the freight train takes back over the rails again. But can you imagine if you're somebody who's just trying to get to work and now you're late, you call your boss and say, look, I'm running late because they're looking for some drunk man who's lost on a train and they shut everything down. The boss is probably like, yeah, right. Yeah, yep, you're right. Got to come up with something better than that. Oh, yeah. All right, well, we're going to take another quick break, and then we're coming back with moi, and I'm just saying Mm -hmm. On uh, okay, there's the peanut gallery in the background. 
on a pajama party show on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back with I'm Just Saying. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating. Okay, so you guys are doing this spot without me. Share with the Yellow Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at Welcome back to the Vagina Party. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Uh, Red Wine's freaking out over there for some reason. Uh, I had to go and talk to some of my constituents in the back of the studio. And I come up in uh, Red Wine and she's just losing her mind. She's uh, looking for a replacement for me. It's something I don't want to do. She's thinking. Yeah, I'm holding <laughs> auditions next week. So, uh, All right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to move on into I'm Just Saying. Okay. So can we uh, all sit back now and watch you? Yeah, Maybe. sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, relax yourself. All right. I'll set my eyes for a minute. Oh, please. Anyway, tonight I'm just saying, <laughs> what happened to common decency? Okay. That's what I want to talk about tonight, common decency. After hearing so many inappropriate comments from people in power who really ought to know better, Tonight, I'm just asking, whatever happened to common decency? I'm just saying, there was a time when we were brought up to know the difference between what you should and should not say, particularly in a common setting. Things like not speaking ill of the dead and respecting your elders, even if they're not related to you, or just showing general courtesy to everybody doesn't matter who they are. You just show courtesy. What happened to that? Today, we heard Kelly Sadler, who is a White House aide, make a public statement about Senator John McCain. Now, we all know Senator John McCain is losing his battle to brain cancer. He's been planning his own funeral, etc. We get that. But this woman, Kelly Sadler, who is on the Kiss It list, came out of her mouth and said, Mr. McCain's opinions don't really matter anymore since he's dying anyway. What is wrong with her? I mean, really? What kind of ill-mannered, rude person would say that into a microphone? You know, it's bad enough to say it to a room of people that you know, but to say it for the whole world to hear, that tells me that she thinks it's okay to say things like that. And that she had no problem with it. I don't understand what that's about. Whatever happened to just common decency? Okay, I'm I'm just asking. Now, these paranoid white people who keep calling the police on black people or brown people, basically for just breathing while black, what is that about? I understand that people want to look out for their neighbors and all, but here's the thing. 
If your neighbors don't tell you that they rent out their home to Airbnb people, maybe you need to mind your own business too. If they wanted you to know, they would have told you. So stop trying to be all up in people's business. Calling police when it's not necessary. Those women that rented that Airbnb that we talked about earlier, they were minding their own business. Cops descended on them like they had knocked off a bank and killed somebody. I'm just saying, people, really relax. Take a chill pill. There is nothing decent about that kind of behavior. And now we got a president that name calls on Twitter. And the people in his cabinet are following his lead. The White House has become a revolving door of personnel. First, you got Trump saying how great these people are. And then once he gives them the boot, he gets on Twitter and rips them to shreds. Who does that other than Trump? What happened to just common decency? I keep going back to that. People people are trying to act like being decent is a thing of the past or like it's old-fashioned or out of style, played out or whatever, but that's not true. Decency never goes out of style. In fact, people who have real class and style understand decency and they exercise it every day of their life without even thinking about it. It's like second nature, you know. It's a way of life for them. And it's what their parents taught them. And they do it just by habit. They don't even have to think about it. I think we all need to take a page from their book and get with the program. Okay? I'm just saying, decent is decent. And it should just be the right thing to do. It shouldn't be something that you have to think about and contemplate. It should just come out of habit. So this is Red Wide, and I'm just saying decency is not played out. And if you think it is, we need to all bring it back. All right. I'm going to you on that, Red Wide. That was a good one. I mean, this isn't out of control. Just out of control. All right. Anyway. Yep, anyway, anyway. Okay, what do you got going on? Oh, let me see. Papa Didi's up with Living for the City. Let me see. I'm going to put a quick break on and uh, go get him. He's in the back part of the studio. Uh, We'll be right back with Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous hip it list. And you don't want to be on the kissing list. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One who's Papa D. Kettle. Hello. 
red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay, um, okay, for living for the city, we're going to talk about uh, why are there female journalists, period, I mean. Uh-oh. Red wine and kettle. Really want to go there? In particular, I mean. Mm-hmm. They hear what, now? He trying to start mm-hmm. some mess tonight. All right, I go know. ahead. Go on, start some mess. Like red wine said, I'm just saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Get your own material. point, you know, emotions and overzealousness. I mean, you know. You must have lost your head. No, wherever let y'all in, bump their head. Anyway. Mm-hmm. No, but the main thing I want to speak on, I want to reiterate, is the fact that uh, 911 calls, I think that the sad part about it when it comes to uh, Michael White and various people around the world through the years when a police officer goes straight after a, a so-called assailant and does not take five minutes to, like we said back in the day, pause for the cause and to see just what the environment is when he gets there. You know, he's just... To go to a scene with all the hype and hoopla that came over your radio is almost ludicrous because the wrong person could be jacked up. And you should know your neighborhood and know your people. You know, know how the white folks behave and know how the black folks behave. And know what's not really, you know, when something's panned out a certain way, you got to look and, and, and see and realize where you are, you know, what project you in. You know, I saw an episode on a TV program where the, the paramedics came in the house. They thought they were in the house of the the person who was hurt, and it wasn't. No, it was in the house of the person that got killed by the person that was hurt. So, you know, it just, I don't know. It's just, uh, and this has been going on a long, I've been, this has been in the back of my mind for a long time. It's funny it finally came full circle. But police have always done that. And, and white folks have always made overzealous statements in order to get that person off their curve and to get the police there faster. And the police fall right into the web. You could be sitting down the curve and you walking eight blocks and all of a sudden you just sit on the curve and somebody steps for a second and catch your breath. And they'll look out the window there's a black guy on my curb. I don't know what he wants to do. I don't know if he's going to rob me. He has a gun. They can say anything, you know, and that can be the last day a man lives based on the fact that somebody reported that particular way. It's really sad. And I just uh, want to reiterate that because it's very important, you know. We we just got to stay out of trouble. And I think the moral of the story when it comes to people in life, we got to be the ones that call 911 first. Hmm. They really do. Make it your business to call 911 before they do. So if they call before you, it's going to be trouble. So that's all I want to put out there with that particular one. Okay. So make that call first. Huh? Make it first. If you I know that's right. That was a good one. If you go anywhere where there's any controversy, supermarket, whatever, to the, I'm calling the police. Hi, I believe, hey, I'm Papa Didi of Sutton and Sutton. And I get it because it's all recorded. Get on there first. I'm calling because these jokers are jamming me up. I don't want when the police get here, they think it's me. I'm a black man, yada, yada, yada. Almost nowadays, you got to put your own cell phone blast to protect your own life. Yeah, you might be right on that. All right, Papa. Well, thank mm-hmm. you for that. Always right. Oh, please. Okay. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to be retrained. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, Kettle, let's uh, <laughs> head on out to the West Coast. 
what's happening in Hollywood? Hollywood. Before you start, Kettle, I just want to say one thing. Remember we talked about about some outfits that are going to be coming in that we're going to be wearing on the night of when we record the show. And uh-huh. two of them arrived. And I'll give them to you guys first. The two, two, two arrived already, and uh, I got yours whenever you are back in the studio. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Wearing, I'm going to wear a t-shirt. Oh, I, hope but a, I, I hope it's not a chicken suit. Mm-hmm. No, I'm getting. I'm wearing suit. a t-shirt. <laughs> I got a t-shirt, but you and uh, Red Wine, we got straight jackets for y'all. Uh, I knew it had okay. to be a cat. I, uh-huh. I knew it was a cat somewhere. They're pretty. Waiting. They're white. They're white. They're pretty. They're pretty. They're cute. They're uh-huh. very cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's okay. head on out to right. the West Coast. I, anyway, I guess Kettle, this jacket is camouflage. All right. Yeah. Joy Behar. She is leaving after 16 years on The View. Really? Wow. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Her contract is up in August. And um, she said she won't be returning. She informed ABC that she will not be returning for a new season. Joy Behar has been instrumental in the success of The View, which she has uh, from the very beginning. Um, uh, the ABC says we wish her all the best in the next chapter and are thrilled that we have um, her for the remainder of the season. Um, she loved the view, but felt that finding a home that would allow her to engage in more meaningful conversations was the direction she wanted to pursue. Uh, she should be announcing a new venture in the um, coming months. Um, she goes on to say, there are other things on my plate I want to do. I've been writing a play, and I've been neglecting my stand-up. Well, she's a stand-up comedian also. Um oh. She um, is currently has her own show uh, called the Joy Behar Say Anything. Um, it's on current TV. And uh, she says she's still um, interested in hosting a new talk show in the future. She said, I want to do an intelligent, intelligent talk show where you can have room to breathe. I say, uh-oh. That might be an insult to Barbara. She better watch out, man. <laughs> it does kind of sound like that. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess she's tired of being in, in in the background, so to speak, because Whoopi is kind of the front runner. So she only you know covers when Whoopi's not there. So I mean, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, could be driving while blocking then. Anyway, uh, right? Like, you're right. Man, Whoopi could do it. My white ass can do it. But so. Anyway. Um, yeah, like you say, anyway, um, this is an interesting story. Um, Alan Sorkin, The Kill a Mockingbird adap- adaptation, cleared for Broadway. Apparently this guy here, he, he bought the rights to do To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. Uh, the producer has settled a legal dispute with the estate of author Harper Lee. You know, she um, wrote the book um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Both parties right. said on Thursday, clearing the way for his debut later this year. So a pair of, of dueling lawsuits had threatened the future of the play. The legal battle began in March when Lee's estate sued um, Rude and Play, um, the production company behind the new play. The estate claimed that the show deviated too much from Lee's original story, a classic about racism and injustice in the small um, town south. Um, goes on to say that the um, 
lawyer who represented leaders of state. His name is um uh, her name is um Tanja Carter. Uh, said in court documents at the time that she objected to Sorkin's betrayal of Atticus Finch, the heroic and um, principal lawyer who defends a black man falsely accused of rape. So it's like, you know, you deviating from the story. I guess they didn't want to give the story up to him for him to do the play. That's my take on it. So, hmm. but they did um, settle on that dispute and he's able to go ahead and finish it. Um, he said he wanted $10 million for breach of contract because apparently they had a contract before Harper Lee died. And then after that, you know, things go to people's estate. And so they kept going back and forth and back and forth. But um, it says he's going to be able to go ahead and do the play. So, so that was interesting. Okay. I love that um, movie. Also, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Uh, Peck? Was his name David Peck? Or his, yeah, Gregory the, um, Peck. Gregory Peck, yeah, the main character. Yeah, he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another news, um, Harrietta Lacks, um, her portrait is going to be acquired by the Smithsonian's uh, Museums. Um, she is the woman that they used her sales unlawfully. And uh, um, remember Oprah Winfrey, she bought the rights to um, her story, and she played her also. She played her daughter. Uh, her name is Harriet Lack. So her um, portrait is going to be in the Smithsonian's uh, Museum. So look forward to that. Okay. And Rihanna, 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 she is a big deal right now. She is the hottest thing going on. Matter of fact, she has a new... Uh, lingerie um, collection. It's called Sexy Savage X. It came out today and it uh, her website more or less crashed. They said people were waiting to, to try to shop on her website, Sexy Savage, but uh, oh, really? they had put people they had put people in a queue and the screen goes black. So you have to sit there and wait and wait and wait before you can even shop. Oh wow. my! Like, okay, well, y'all got it going on. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, okay. They said um, things start as low as fourteen fifty, so that's not bad. And uh, the sizes go up to three X. So mm-hmm. it's going to be in two hundred and ten countries, and they can ship merchandise internationally. So that's look for lot. that. Uh, Sexy Savage. Okay, that's it from my Hollywood wrap up. All right, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. it all in there. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, well, it's time for the cocktail of the week. All cocktail right, of the week this is, is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's our parent company. We appreciate them. So this week's cocktail of the week is the peppered peach tea Tom Collins. That's the mm-hmm. peppered peach tea Tom Collins. So to make it, you need one and a half parts of Bombay Sapphire Gin, three-fourths mm. parts of fresh lemon juice, one half part of simple syrup, one and a half parts of peach iced tea, 
a pinch of black pepper and three parts Ooh. club soda. So that black wow. pepper gives it that little bit of bite. So to make it, you want to add all the ingredients except for the club soda into a highball glass, add ice, stir it for about 30 seconds, and then add ice again, top it off with the club soda, garnish it with a slice of peach. And that's how you make a mm. peppered peach tea, Tom Collins. Oh, I think right. you're going to like this one. It's very tasty, very refreshing. It's an aromatic twist on a classic Tom Collins, and it combines black pepper and peach tea. Mm. So, yeah, it would be it. good for this weekend, at least in the DMV. We're supposed to have temperatures up around 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. So, this would be the perfect drink to have sitting outside on the porch looking for neighbors you're going to call the cops on. Mm-hmm. You know, right. sit out there with your pepper and peach Tom Collins and when you see something that doesn't look right, call 911. Tell it. Oh, all right, now. Sounds good. Tell it all. All right. All um, right. Here's Papa Didi. Needs to tell us what the kiss it list is so we can break that down for you. Papa Didi, mm-hmm. can you tell the people about the kiss it list and what that is? All right. Um, the kiss it list was... Uh, I was trying to talk like Stefan. I was like, why are you trying to be all sexy or something? Oh, I'm sexy already. Oh, excuse me. Anyway. My goodness. All right, the Kissimmee is a uh, a gathering of troops that uh, all showed their butt hiney in the same way, in the same aspect. Got away with murder, never went to jail. You know what I mean? Hold on. People are the exact opposite of what any other person of another persuasion would happen to. Anyway, um, on the kiss list this week, we have the, the, uh, the three dentists in North Carolina mm-hmm. for the ad day place of them dressing as Native Americans. Okay. Gotcha. Three blind dentists. They dressed as a Native American, a Japanese, and a Scottish woman, saying everyone smiled in the same language. <laughs> Once it was pointed out, racist. How racist it was. They removed the ad. Anyway, they on the list. A white woman who called police on black family barbecuing at the lake in Oakland, but Oakland belongs to black folks. How that happened? Okay. Saying that they were uh, using a charcoal in a non-charcoal grilling area. All right, and a cop came and said, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kelly Sadler, a White House aide, was saying that John, John Cain, John, John McCain's options uh, didn't really matter uh, since he's dying anyway. This is a female made a statement it's like a that. hateful half. Said that no matter what, what he think, he's dying. Hater. He's high. He's dying. Hater. You're a hater. So she, you know. What else you got? Uh, let's see. We got uh, Spotify for deleting R. Kelly's music from their uh, playlist under New Hateful Conduct Policy, which is not good because there's some people on Spotify uh, one one hit wonders or that bumblegum music by your girl. What's her name? Ariana Grande. Oh, whoever. Sings while she's tapping and 
Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Anyway. You want to. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yeah, you can help out a little bit. And, you know, uh, we're about to get rid of you and cuddle. But okay, we got James Legg, who is an ex-officer in Alpharetta, Georgia, for cursing out and pulling a 65-year-old black woman from her car for a traffic stop. He has now since resigned. Uh, also, whoever stole the Iron Man costume from that prop shop in Los Angeles, you're in a kiss it list. You know, the police are looking for that thing. Got people all worked up and upset because they don't know where the daggone Iron Man costume is. Also, we got uh, the female stalker from Phoenix who sent over 65,000 text messages to a man she dated one time that included death threats and she broke into his house and took a bath. This woman was tripping. Anyway, also we got retired Air Force Lieutenant General Tom McInerney for making nasty remarks about Senator McCain, uh, saying that McCain is a proof that torture works. He's now been kicked off of the Fox Network because that's where he was on. They said, no, we're done with him. Also, uh, Baton Rouge legislators for the Medicaid shortfall of $500 million. And also that guy Blankenship, who served time in prison, came out and ran for West Virginia Senate, who, of course, has lost that bid, but... The idea that you go to jail and you're going to come out and run for Senate? Anyhow, that's everybody we have. Uh, Kettle, you got anybody else to add to the list? Nope, nope, not tonight. Okay, well, we got something special for everybody on the Kiss It list. And here it is. Kiss my entire ass. My ass. You can All right, um, we're back. Uh, I guess this is where we uh, wrap it up. Play the song. I'm so glad we had this time together. No, we go into the last <laughs> word. You want to cover that show? Time to laugh. Papa Didi's on the kissing. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, last word. Papa Didi, is that your last word? Then before you know it. Okay, I guess that's his last word tonight. Comes the time we have. <laughs> Hold on. Anyway. That's it for you. What's the Mickey Mouse song? Oh, my gosh. 
Anyway, M I C will be seeing you. Somebody cut his mic. J E Y. Why? Because you're a nut. We love you. Cut his mic. Okay. Um, my last word for tonight is somebody call 911 on Papa D. He has lost his last marble. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Pajama Party Show. And we'll be live next Friday night. Visit us at apajamaparty.com. And thanks to DC Homegrown, our parent company, for paying the bills and keeping the lights on. Unfortunately, for paying Papa Didi. So just thank you. And, uh, Kettle, I'm going to go over to you. My last word is uh, two words for those folks out there that are calling up the cops and Doing this and doing that. BB, breathe black. That's it. Interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Breathe black. Breathe black. Is that like? Just, is that like walk a mile in my shoes? There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, uh, when you're out socializing, you may want to evade yourself from from some of these uh, neighborhoods that are non-black. If you think that you want to blend by going out to somewhere in Virginia that you think is, you know, oh, let's go out to uh, Tyson's Corner or wherever, you know, in this area here, they claim all that is what it is. And as soon as you walk in these malls that are predominantly white, they watch you like a hawk from the minute you come in until you leave. And then know now that a lot of security boxes where people are watching people, they got joysticks on these, on these uh, cameras now. You know what I mean? They could zoom in on you and uh-huh. they could see your cleavage and everything, you know. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, watch your back. Watch your back and, and try to, you're going to shop somewhere, come over to uh, somewhere like Largo Town Center or something. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> say goodnight, Papa Didi. <laughs> this, is, this is Red oh, Wine oh. signing off saying bonsoir. <laughs> Kettle, are you saying bonsoir? Yes, good night, everyone. Check you next week. All right. All right. This Pajama Party crew signing out. See you next Friday night. Or, Thanks for hanging out. Glenn Arden or somewhere. Oh, God. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Party crew, keep it real for you. No clothes allowed. I'm a party.